heroes are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them, from the larger-than-life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen to the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. The doctor saving lives at your local hospital. The war veteran down the street who risked his lives for our freedom. The police officers and firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur. The creator. The producer. The ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. And I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks of the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews, and I'm on the line with Artisha. Are you there, Artisha? I'm here. Awesome. Glad to have you here. So Artisha is a Georgia-based author and empowerment coach, um, Artisha T. Bolding, and you're the head of T. Bold Media Group, known for your loud belly laughs and your love of the truth. Um, you spent the last decade providing relationship and spiritual advice to clients, friends, and even groups of teenagers. So what I want to start with is tell me what it is that you're known for now. Why do people come to you? Why do they hire you to speak or hire you as a coach? What is it that you're known for? I am known for my big mouth and my big heart, Richard. Folks are drawn to me and they want to bring me into their groups, events, and things like that because they know that I'm an open book. I love to share my story and people connect with genuineness, storytelling, you know, not some, you know, I hate to say it, but not just a proud puffed up stuffed shirt but someone who relates to people and who really enjoys seeing people take the next steps to achieve their goals. Absolutely. makes a lot of sense. So you, you help people achieve their goals from speaking and coaching. Um, is that correct? That is. That is. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. And what I mainly do in uh, my business. So I'm also a fellow podcaster like yourself <laughs> and what I talk about a lot is um, people that are dealing with career changers, people that may be dealing with tumultuous relationships. So those are really my two kind of niche uh, topics that I deal with, along with um, people looking to uh, become authors themselves. And I'm a new author, actually. That is a brand new space for me. So it's, re- it's really been fun. Awesome. So I want to find out your story, how you got there, right? How did you end up as a coach and a speaker, right? We talk in, in this podcast about your origin story, how every hero has their origin story, where you started to realize that you were different, that maybe you had superpowers and maybe you could use them to help other people. How did that happen for you? How did you become a, an entrepreneur in the speaking and coaching space? Yeah, so we know that in hindsight, we can say, oh, it was kind of there all along, right? But mm-hmm. what really catapulted me into this was um, about 16 months ago, this was a Mother's Day weekend. I was rushed to the hospital because I was actually going simultaneously into respiratory failure and congestive heart failure. Out of nowhere, no medical history or anything like that. It was super, super crazy. 
But in that very scary moment, it allowed me some time to really be still and gain clarity to say, okay, first of all, I definitely thought that that was the end. And I was just thankful. I felt like when the doctors and nurses revived me, I felt like God was giving me a chance just to say goodbye to everyone, right? But I found out that I had a purpose that I had been neglecting the whole time. And so that was my moment to really be still, to get the shift that I needed and to launch out and help others. And so what I know that purpose is, my life and business motto is conquering great things through power, passion, and purpose. And we all have power within us because that power is being willing to help and serve someone else. So that is what I am all about. Yeah, that's really awesome that uh, that you were able to come back from something like that. Not everyone has <laughs> that uh, that the same luck or same uh, providence, I guess, looking out for you that you can come. That's that's really scary. Um, and you know, as a uh, I've just, I've noticed hit that point in my life where you start having people in your life that are, you know, they have respiratory failure or heart failure or people are starting to uh, pass away. And it's not a fun place to be in life, but you realize that it really crystallizes that life is short. And if you're going to do something with it, leave a legacy, you got to do it now. That's exactly right. And it was really a trip for me because I was just in my late thirties. I was just um, going, just had passed my 38th birthday. And again, just no idea that this would be my story. But literally, Richard, on that hospital bed, I began to just kind of affirm myself and say, okay, if it's meant for me to make it out of here, I'm not going to do life like I've done it. And thankfully, my husband, he's been fully supportive of me. I'm a full-time entrepreneur now because Prior to that, you wouldn't believe it by, look, the amount of lipstick and eyeshadow that I love, you wouldn't believe that I was actually working in the warehouse of a nuclear power plant Mm -hmm. on a construction site. And so I had spent years just chasing money, working 60 plus hours a week, but it was totally soulless and no one was really benefiting from my life. So it was a mere existence. And so Again, in those still moments, I realized, okay, I have to do something different. This is not what I was purposed and meant for in life. Makes a lot of sense. So over that journey of the last 16 months, I'm curious, have you discovered your superpower yet, right? What is it you do or you build or you offer that really helps solve problems for other people? If you could nail it down and say, this is the thing I use to help slay people's villains, what would you say your superpower is? I would definitely say that my superpower is helping folks gain clarity and what I call break up the darkness in their lives to burst with light. So just shining your light in the world because we all have it. I firmly believe that we are our most powerful when we feel our birth given assignment and purpose, because I certainly believe that we all have one. So if I was to say what it is that I actually help folks do is, you know, gaining that clarity and really maximizing their personal and spiritual growth and development. 
So I'm curious when, when you help someone achieve clarity, what does that do for them? Right? So clarity is a thing like now, you know, it's like when you clean off the mirror, now you can see your face in it, right? You've got a clear picture. What's the end result of having clarity? So helping folks decide, okay, so everyone is not going to be Bill Gates. Everyone's not going to be Oprah and Mark Zuckerberg, right? But what is the impact that you can have in your community, the sphere of influence that you already have? How can you do the most good for the most folks that you can touch? So we all are already naturally good at some things. We all already have a natural knack and talent for some things. So just honing in on that and getting people to be willing and brave to admit what it is that they, number one, really want out of life, and number two, what it is that they really enjoy doing. And usually within that, there's a sweet spot of, okay, this is what I should offer, whether it is a book or a podcast or, um, you know, encouragement in the form of something even on social media, just kind of programming and getting folks to narrow those things down. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for, you know, just knowing what they should be spending their time on and, you know, what they should uh, actually be putting their effort and stuff in if they're going to build a legacy. Yes, and I always, like, folks, even when I was in college, just kind of growing up, and folks said, oh, you know, you should write a book, just because I've always been the person that wants to encourage and help someone, and, you know, look at that silver lining, so to speak. So when I finally came out with my book last year, which is full of affirmations and um, daily things like that, that you can journal down, so many people just kind of came out of the woodwork, even people, my neighbors and people at my local church saying that they wanted to write a book. And so here lately, those were my first little pool of clients. And it was just really the sweetest thing how it all came together. That's awesome. So um, I want to move on on the other side of your superpower. If your superpower is helping people achieve clarity, then the, there's always the other side of that, which is your fatal flaw. Fatal flaw, like Superman has his kryptonite or Batman has his, uh, is not actually a superhero. He's just got to dedicate himself to, you know, being smart and resourceful, right? Yes, what right. is something that has held your business back from where you think it could be? And more importantly, what have you been doing to um, to rectify that so other people who might suffer from something similar can can learn from you? Yes, I love this question. It has to be perfectionism because, and it's something that I help clients on, but then I still fall in it myself. But I mean, I reread and re-edit and overthink things so much. So perfectionism would have to be my fatal flaw or my um, kryptonite. And so what I've been working on is um, something that I absolutely recommend to anyone who is listening Know who is in your circle of friends. I rely on a very good personal friend of mine who I let look over my material and content so that I'm not beating my head against the wall of what I'm putting out and overly complicating things. Just that sounding board and that person to say, this is a good idea, this isn't. So I say to people, that, you know, look right there in your backyard, you have resources who can help you kind of get out of your funk and overcome that kryptonite. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I actually, one of my, uh, a good friend of mine, 
um, told me that uh, perfectionism is the lowest standard you can hold yourself to because it's unattainable. It's not a, it's not a reality. Wow. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so if you're holding yourself to something that can't be done, um, then you're holding yourself to nothing, right? So and it's, you'll never it's, get there. Yeah. So it's essentially, it's the lowest standard you can hold all of your work to is perfection. Um, wow. Can I spell that? <laughs> absolutely. Um, so that's, that's, it, for me, it was a good mental framework for understanding because I, I suffered from the same thing. I always wanted things to be perfect. You realize you yeah. can't really have it perfect. And the much better standard is what is something like, what's the uh, minimum viable product? Or, you know, how can I get this to ship? Right. And exactly. still get the results that people want. Um, yes. And anyways, that's, that's how I, I, I overcome the same, same sort of issue. Yes, because it winds up just stressing us outright because we always have a deadline. We always have a delivery date and milestones that we want to hit. And so when we get into that, um, look, analysis paralysis, then we just kind of mess up the whole deal. So absolutely yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I'm going to talk about your, uh, your common enemy, right? So common enemy, I like to think of it like this. It's the thing that you're fighting against. Anytime that you are, you know, you bring on a new client or you're standing in front of an audience and you know that there's something that's holding them back right? That they mm -hmm. are fighting against mindsets or something like that, that if yes. you could just wave your magic wand and make that go away, you know, they'd get re better results faster and better. What is that thing mm -hmm. that you're fighting against? It will have to be that self-doubt or that nagging inner critic. You know, we are our own worst critic and we think no matter how much level of success we re um, receive or we achieve, it's still that little voice in the back that says, are you sure? Do you think people are really going to listen to this? Uh, you don't know if you're going to be well received. So if I could wave a magic wand and get rid of that in myself and in the clients that I help, that will be the one thing, definitely the self-doubt. So how do you go about help? Obviously, we don't have a magic wand. So how do you help people overcome that self-doubt to achieve the clarity and the stuff they're looking to do? So what I do is I have mapping exercises that I help clients go through. And I also remind them to celebrate the achievements that they've had already. And if they're in sort of a, a dark place or a valley, if you will, I always have to point them to, okay, guess what? This is not the first time that you may have had a misstep or this is not the first time that you've had this head trash, as I call it. I didn't invent that term. And um, just talking them through that and saying, okay, we got through this before. Let's move. Let's not procrastinate. And let's ignore, silence that inner critic. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, if your common enemy is the thing that you're fighting against, the driving force is the thing you're fighting for, right? Just like Spider-Man fights to save New York or Batman fights to save Gotham or Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information. What is it that you're fighting for <laughs> in your clients and your audience's lives? I am fighting to help people avoid that hospital bed experience that I have because I really believe that we often spend so much time chasing dollars. We also often spend time in selfish pursuits. But again, if we're willing to become those servant leaders, even if we only have five or 10 followers, it, has, it doesn't have to be a thousand, right? But fighting against the time that we waste in selfish pursuits, 
being willing to go after our own greatness, which is essentially helping others and willing to impact others for good. That's my whole spiel. That's what I'm fighting for. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like, you know, helping people have the no regrets living, right? When you're, at, you know, 80 years old, sitting on your bed and your family's around you and you're, you know, seeing the bright lights, <laughs> thinking yes. back, right? And you're thinking back, did I, did I actually live the life I wanted to live? Yes, absolutely. We want to have time well spent versus time wasted because, you know, you look at material things, you look at a bank account, that's not a real accomplishment. Someone who wants to come to, you know, your bedside or to your funeral service when that happens, not rushing that though. You know, just to say that this person made a difference in my life because we all can make a difference. We just have to decide if that, what that difference is going to be for someone. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, um, you know, people like you and I are looking to have a large difference on lots of people. Uh, yeah. yeah. So leveraged, leveraged impact, um, which is, what, yes. you know, what we're working on. So I want to talk something about um, a little bit more practical, right? I call this the hero's tool belt, right? Maybe you got a big magical hammer like Thor or a bulletproof vest like your neighborhood police officer, or maybe you just really love how Evernote helps you organize your thoughts and your feelings and whatnot. Yes. I'm curious on a practical level, what are some of the tools you use to do the work you do with your clients or manage your business that really help you grow and keep on track? I, I, sh I hate to even say this, but Google Analytics, my best friend. So that is what has helped me personally in my business to eat, you know, the content that we put online, the time of posting and the types of things. And for instance, can I, can I share a secret? Is that okay? Absolutely. Or, yeah, secrets okay. are allowed. Yeah. <laughs> so I found out and all of my personal friends kind of call me a relationship guru, even though I don't necessarily market myself as that, but hands down, the more popular and most popular things that I post are always having to do with relationships. Folks want to know how to keep a happy home and, you know, how to have that fiery date life and things like that. So it's always interesting to find those things out. So um, when I'm working with, you know, aspiring authors or folks who are launching a website, my very best friend just launched a website about 30 days ago in French, nonetheless. And, um, you know, I just, that's one thing that I say, SEO with the Google Analytics, big tool, big tool for me. Yeah, so it, um, it really helps you see what messages are hitting home and what to, you know, like double down on, if that makes sense. Yes, and then what to kind of get rid of or not spend a lot of time doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're using Google Analytics as a like a, a canon or a measure for engagement. Like, what's the kind of content that my audience wants to see and needs more of? Exactly. And then for um, you know, for others who are aspiring to do a, you know a podcast like you and I have, or authors, things like you know, Google is online, but going back to old school tactics the um having my words are at a loss right now but having a little group that you can run things by and just do your own personal surveys again right there in the backyard having groups to say okay this 
hit home for me or I wasn't interested in this at all before we put something out, before we invest a lot of time and money in that. Things like that are helpful as well. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. The show will be right back. Are you tired of trying to write webinars that don't consistently convert? How would you like to have a webinar that effortlessly created sales in your online business? You can. Introducing the Webinar Alchemy Workshop. Webinar Alchemy Workshop is an online masterclass that will help you write incredibly persuasive webinars for your online courses quickly and easily. Using what you learn in this class, you can build a webinar that educates your entire audience while still creating sales. For a limited time, you can purchase this masterclass for only $7, and you'll get the exact framework I've personally used to help my clients sell more than a million dollars worth of online coaching and training just over the last year. Simply text the word ALCHEMY, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y, to 444-999, and I'll send you all the details. The music is by Purple Planet Music. Visit www.purple-planet.com. And now, back to the show. Mm -hmm. So... I want to talk about your own personal heroes, right? You know, Frodo had Gandalf, Luke had Obi-Wan, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad. Who were some of your heroes? Were they real-life mentors? Were they speakers or authors, peers who were just a few years ahead of you? And how important were they to what you've accomplished so far in the last 18 months? Absolutely, in the past few years, there are two standouts. And these are actually uh, real-life people. The first would have to be my uh, my godfather, I call him my spiritual dad. He had such a chaotic life growing up, Richard. The home life was just kind of crazy. Um, not a lot of resources and financial means. And he shares that. And now he runs um, several businesses and nonprofits. So he's been hugely successful and has never hidden his humble beginnings and is never afraid to share his story so he's been a huge inspiration uh to me and the other and that's um hezekiah presley jr that's my godfather and then the other uh young lady who is a um a big personality on facebook actually the founder of wife talk inc is Trishelle Williams. She has built a sizable online presence just reaching out to wives like herself who are looking to, through difficulty and trial, to just kind of eliminate divorce as an option, it's, it, except when it's, you know, really literally unsafe to do so. But um, she's a former college professor, so completely new career change for her. She's very, very inspiring to me, just reaching um, our own peer group, you know, a group of wives. Yeah, and that's a, it's a cool message, too, because, uh, um, you know, a lot of people, I'm not sure how this happened, but over the last hundred years or so, marriage became a thing that was, um, you know, convenience and about feelings instead of being a commitment, right, that you, uh, yes. you make to someone. Um, so it's, yes. a, it's a powerful message. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, same thing, you know, dealing with that relationship niche, which is really, really huge, really huge right now. Yeah. So those are definitely two personal heroes of mine. Absolutely. Yeah, they say they say the only two constants are death and taxes, but it's actually relationships, death and taxes. Yeah. Everyone, everyone <laughs> has relationships. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yes. Cool. So let's bring it home for our listeners a little bit and talk about your guiding principles. Top one or two principles or actions you use on a daily basis that you think contribute to the success and influence you have built up over the last couple of years. 
maybe something you wish you'd known when you'd started out on this journey? Yes, I will definitely say top one for sure is, and I may have said this a little bit earlier, but I can't stress it enough. Everyone is capable of greatness, right? And I wish I had known um, earlier in life and really understood that it doesn't have to be on such a grand scale. Again, it can start right in your community. The local boys and girls club, your neighbor, your local church, things like that. We all are capable of doing great things if we take the time to do, if we take the time to reach out and help someone else. And the other one would absolutely have to be my belief that our unique assignment and working in that, staying on track with that, fulfilling our purpose, once we're clear about it, is when we are our most powerful. Those absolutely top two for me. Yeah, I, I love that second one too. That if you if you know what you're supposed to be doing and you actually do it, you have um, it. It almost feels like the universe is lining up to help you get it done. Y yes, literally, yes. And some of us are fortunate enough to be able to do that as our entrepreneurship pursuit or do a full time for a living. And so I also like to encourage folks that your specific purpose may not be what is actually paying the bills right now it may not be your nine to five and that's okay too as long as you carve out time to flow into that like you said you'll feel the alignment of the universe you'll feel feel that energy feeding into your soul and there's nothing that can stop you after that <laughs> absolutely so that brings me to the uh, the last thing we do on the uh, the show. I call this the the uh, hero challenge, and it's a simple challenge we do on every episode. Um, and it's basically this: Do you have someone in your life or in your network that you think has a cool entrepreneurial story? Who are they? First names are fine, and why do you think they should come share their story with our audience on the show? I'm so glad you asked. Absolutely, this is um, a friend of mine, and as she calls it, business bestie. Her name is Samira Jones, and she's out of uh, Washington D.C. Her business is the Game Changer Life. Uh, she does live events, but she is a phenomenal coach. She helps people strategize and achieve their goals every day. And I was actually just at a conference with her last month. And Richard, when I tell you, I am like on fire, life changed. Absolutely. You should definitely speak with Samira Jones. Yes. Awesome. So we'll, we'll reach out after the show and see if we can get uh, contact information. Love to have her on the show. So yes. at this point, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a wonderful having a conversation with you. Where can people find you if they want to either hire you for speaking engagements, pick up a copy of your book, maybe talk to you about coaching? Um, and secondly, I think probably more importantly, who are the ideal type of people to reach out? The ideal type of people to reach out to me are going to be career changers, uh, are going to be aspiring authors and entrepreneurs. Those are the three folks that I feel like I can help best. And folks can find me easiest on my website, which is tboldmedia.com. That's tboldmedia.com. All of my social network information is there um, on Facebook and Instagram is at Artisha Bolding. So the books are there. 
and um, all of kind of the encouragement and motivation resources right there on tboldmedia.com. And I would love to hear from folks. Awesome. And that's T, just the letter T. So T-B-O-L-D media.com. That's correct. Yes. Awesome. So if you're in that spot, if you're uh, listening to this show and you are looking at a career change um, or you know, looking to be an aspiring author, definitely reach out to Artesia. Um, obviously, she's doing some cool stuff here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Artesia, do you have any sort of parting words of wisdom for our audience? Thanks also for having me, Richard. I, I just want to encourage folks to not listen to that nagging inner self-critic or getting rid of that head trash and be willing to uncover your own superpower because there is a hero in all of us. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Artisha. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.